Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy History 101. I'm Harmon. You know the movie Animal House? Kind of a hit, kind of a game changer. Starred John Belushi. Changed the face of comedy. Well, in today's episode, we dive into the history of the Animal House sitcom. It was called Delta House. It came out right after the release of Animal House. It didn't star John Belushi. And despite episodes being written by people such as John Hughes, it was a horrible flop. Plus, it had a laugh track. But before we jump into the episode, take some time to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History 101, wherever you get your podcasts, or on our site, ComedyHistory101.com. What do you have to lose? And without further ado... Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. What you heard there was the theme song to the sitcom Delta House, which was a spinoff of the hit movie Animal House. Maybe you've never heard of this sitcom. Know why? Because it's pretty shitty. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, you've turned into another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon, and with me, as always, is Scott Kalanico. Scott, what would you say if you were a pledge at Delta House? Uh, I, I insert name here, promise to defend my fraternity. Amen. <laughs> so, um, I think this is almost like a sister episode to, to our episode we did on the Blazing Saddles sitcom. I don't know, man. I kind of have a differing opinion because I actually remember watching this on TV when I was a kid, um, and I'm not basking in uh, old memories. But having watched a couple of the episodes, I my only my main thought was it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot. Well, okay. So um, why don't we bring our listeners up to speed? Delta House was a sitcom adapted from the 1978 hit film National Lampoon's Animal House. The series aired in 1979 on ABC, and it was pretty darn bad. Okay, so just to give you a little backstory, Animal House was a hit film, so ABC came to them and said, why don't you just make a sitcom about Animal House? Sounds kind of easy, doesn't it, Scott? Sure, yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, the the initial pilot to Delta House, not Animal House. You think if you had an Animal House sitcom, you would just call it Animal House, the sitcom. But we'll explain later why it was called Delta House. The, the pilot episode was written by Harold Ramis, Doug Kenny, and Chris Miller, who, who incidentally, Scott, also wrote the Animal House movie script. I know, which is that's part of what I'm saying. Where 
it's actually not that bad. I think what makes it bad is having that laugh track in there. Flounder, it really is something wrong. Guys, she looked into my eyes and this funny feeling came over me. It's, it's hard to describe. It's like, uh, it's like the feeling I get when the light goes on inside the refrigerator. <laughs> Women, who can figure it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I put the laugh track in the section of why this is shitty. Okay. But yeah, well. we, can, we can explain. Again, we saw that with the Blazing Saddles sitcom where they had a laugh track. So imagine first the movie Blazing Saddles with a laugh track. So imagine the movie Animal. Imagine the scene where John Belushi's in a toga coming down the stairs and there's a folk singer and John Belushi raises his eyebrows, grabs the guitar and starts smashing it against the wall and says, sorry. And then there's a big can laugh track put in. Right. So... That, first of all, is strike one, Delta House. Also, a big testament to the direction of Animal House, which was directed by John Landis. Episode one of Delta House, it was directed by an Alan Meyerson, who was in Second City. And also, uh, get this, Scott, from the history of comedy, an original member of the committee. Do you know anything about the committee? Uh, they were based up in San Francisco. They were kind of hippies. They had some kind of outdoor, they would kind of do outdoor improv things. I think they also like fed the homeless or something. But uh, how- No, that, that's a San Francisco mime troupe. I do believe. You think so? So the committee uh, was with Howard Hessman from WKRP yeah. in Cincinnati. And also in, in just a little... Delta House Trivia, also a member of the group, was Carl Gottlieb, who also directed an episode of Delta House and also had the cred of co-writing the screenplay to Jaws. Yeah, well, I mean, to to go back to the committee, dude, uh, actually, the Comedypedia says they were a San Francisco-based improv comedy group. So maybe we're talking about the same place. Yeah, yeah, definitely San Francisco, definitely a groundbreaking uh, uh, comedy troupe, and definitely um, Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP from Cincinnati was in it. Uh, Also, wow, Peter Boners from the Bob Newhart Show and a a director. Oh, wow. So, yeah, again, I I think that's a making of an episode in itself. Oh, and Carl Gottlieb was in the committee as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. he also directed uh, 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 an episode of the very short-lived Delta House. Okay, yes. Back to the Delta House, right. Okay. And again, it's like, okay, Animal House came out in 1978, and by 1979, they were just all ready to cash in with an ABC sitcom. What's even weirder, Harmon? So Animal House, the movie, came out in July of 1978. So yeah, this Animal House sitcom came out in January of nine, uh, uh, January of nineteen seventy nine, which means they probably started filming in October, November, or December in nineteen seventy. So it was just as soon as they saw that the Animal House was a huge hit, they they rushed the TV show into production. Animal House really kind of changed the face of American, you know, it created a genre of comedy. Animal House begot. Porky's, which begot, you know, Revenge of the Nerds and just like a zillion other kind of movies with with 
kind of like the large roly poly guy who drinks a lot of beer, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, you know, playing a Belushi type character. Right. And again, it was just like Doug Kenny, I believe he also wrote the screenplay to Caddyshack and that came out like 1980. Right. So they must have wrote this like really fucking fast. With all that cocaine, man. <laughs> yeah. And Harold <laughs> Remus, Harold yeah. Remus, you know, he was off of, you know, SCTV and then uh, was one of the co-writers of the Animal House movie. And then yeah. they cranked out the uh, pilot episode. But they're not the only members that were involved with Delta House. Also reprising the roles was um, Dean John Vernon, who played Dean Wormer. Stephen First, who was Flounder. Bruce McGill, D-Day and James Woodoos. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a, a name? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who played Hoover. And then also Dean Wormer's secretary was upgraded to a character named Miss Leonard. Ah. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Okay. okay, here's weird things. So they also had some of the original characters like Otto and Niedermeyer, but those were played by other actors. But in the Belushi role, what was he, John uh, Bluto Blutowski? He's Blotto. No, no, but, 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 but the John Belushi role, he was, he was uh, John Bluto Blutowski. Oh, no, no, no. I'll get, I'll get the name right here. I'll get the actual name. So, again, they got a different Otter to play Otter. They got a different Niedermeyer to play Niedermeyer. So what did they do to replace John Belushi? But why I am writing is because of my little brother, Jim. He is transferring to Faber on October 15th. And I want you guys to take good care of him. The kid is definitely Delta material. <laughs> Fraternally Bluto. Oh well, Harmon. They they uh, went to uh, everyone's favorite nineteen seventies uh, substitute, which was uh, Josh Mostel. <laughs> so, <laughs> did so. you did you do an IMDb on him? I I didn't get a chance. I did. Yeah, I looked. Her, he actually he's got you know a pretty hefty survey, but a, a hefty CV. But I remember at some point, like kind of in the eighties, he, he was just playing the big guy role. In a lot of these movies, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and again, uh, son of Zero Marcel, uh, who was uh, amongst many other great roles, was great in the producers. Um, yeah. Okay. So, actually, for the for the record, um, Bluto's name, his official name is John John Blutarski. Yeah. So this doesn't make sense. So that's why they call him Bluto because he was Blutarski. Yeah. So Josh Marcel Mar- Marcel plays. <laughs> His brother, Jim, but they call him Blotto. Blotto, man. <laughs> but it's not like Bluto is short for Blutowski, but Blotto would be if his last name was Blotto-towski. I know, dude. I know. So right there, I'm already going, what? <laughs> so how they wrote him into the movie, and this also doesn't make sense. They said uh, Bluto was drafted into the U.S. Army. Yeah, okay. 
But at the end of Animal House, you see at the end he becomes Senator Blutowski. Yeah, but I mean Blutarski. But yeah, I mean that's yeah. why he, you know, he could run on his military record. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But then you, you want to think, you know, the screenwriters they kind of reference that he's his brother. But there's a twist. Was Blotto? Was he just like Bluto? Oh no, no, oh no, Harmon. <laughs> I don't well, want to... And what were the Delta, Delta brothers? What, what did they think of him at first? Well, they, you know, he thought that he was a bit of a square. Oh, frosty, Jim. <laughs> Gee, no thanks. I don't drink. Um, if you guys will show me to my room, I'd like to look through the course catalog. Kind of studious, didn't yes. drink. No, didn't drink. He wanted to study the course catalog when he first got there. So he wasn't, he, he had a lot to live up to. Yeah, but then it's like, because uh, they were going to go, you know, like how they go, uh, toga party. Like at the beginning of Delta House, they go, animal party. Yeah, I know. That was funny. <laughs> so, that was weird. It was like, almost like they couldn't say toga party. Yeah, why like, did they why just could, have toga party? Why couldn't you say toga party? That's, that is odd. One more casting thing before we, we, we dive into what completely didn't work other than all the things we've already mentioned. Uh, in Delta House, one of the regulars was a character called the Bombshell. Uh, do you know who played the Bombshell in Delta House? Well, Harmon, I believe that would be one Miss Michelle Pfeiffer. Here, here, and did did she later go on to do other things? I think she might have done a couple things after this. Yeah, she she wanted it to be in Greece too. Yeah, so this was <laughs> 1979, so it would just be. Four years, probably three, when they filmed it, that she would kind of go to movie fame by coast. Would you call her a co-star of Scarface? I still, I still have never seen Scarface. Say hello to my little yeah, friend. I know, I know about that part. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Scarface! You never seen Scarface? No, I know. I'll have to, we'll have, to, we'll have to do that. Is that comedy? Could we do it on the show? Well, there's a comedian in the, in it. There's oh, a, I forgot his name, Angel Salazar, I think. And he plays one of uh, Al Pacino's thugs. Yeah, Scarface. I guess we could do it. Sure. What stayed consistent in 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 Delta House was there was always something flying out the window, mm-hmm. out of a smashed window. Yeah. Um. You get D Day always riding his motorcycle up the stairs. Now here's now here's the interesting thing. Now let me point this out, Harmon. While we're talking about things that didn't suck in the show too much. I was actually, uh, D-Day was given a much larger part in the uh, in the TV series than he was in the movie. He actually has a few speaking parts in all the episodes, and he's kind of, he kind of becomes a more fleshed out character, which I thought was kind of interesting. And uh, anything that stuck out about his, the interesting of D-Day? When he played a hippie, when they were trying to invite all the girls in the... Uh, and the in the pilot episode to the party for Blotto, and he went and he hung out with the hippies, and he was like, "Hey man, the beatniks, the yeah, beatniks, the beatniks yeah. yeah, hey man, Lawrence Ferlinghetti is going to be at Delta House tonight." You know, that was good. I, I laughed, dude. It was kind of funny. That's all right. I yeah. mean, comedy is subjective. Maybe you really liked the sitcom Delta House. I'm not saying I liked it. I'm just I'm I'm saying it could have been a lot worse. And the thing is, because. This was filmed on on the Universal lot, which is where they filmed a lot of Animal House too. So you could like, yeah, they, you know, they were able to like just kind of pull stuff together, and it didn't like look as shitty as it could have either. 
Oh, you also had some interesting uh, uh, trivia about D-Day from the original movie. Yeah. Who was going to play him? That was supposed to be played by uh, Dan Aykroyd, believe it or not. Uh, I guess he had some kind of scheduling conflicts. Yeah, you could totally see that because Aykroyd's really into motorcycles. Yeah. Also, what I heard was Otter, Chevy Chase wanted to play Otter, which would have been horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to hear more about Chevy Chase, you can go to our last episode on the history of the Chevy Chase show, one of the worst TV shows of all time. Yeah. So just a brief rundown on the first episode. Uh, Blotto comes on campus and he's a nerd and they don't know, oh, what's up with Blotto? Meanwhile, Flounder, he has to get a term paper. So I think they give him like a speed pill. They call him like a smart pill, which I think might have been speed. Right. And Dean Wormer suspects him of cheating. So they force him to compete in the Nerdlinger Award. Already uh, we're yeah. laughing because that's yeah. a funny name. Funny name, Nerdlingers. But then it turns out if you get Blotto mad, he can do things like tear doors off mm-hmm. its hinges and, and bend a tree and... And, and and then he gets mad and he drinks beer really fast and and he eats a lot of food. He throws, he, he gets pizzas delivered to him in class. So, Scott, here's the problems that they had in production with it. Uh, because of TV's standards and practice, most of the raunchy humor, sexual references, and foul language that made us beloved to Animal House did not translate to television. Nope. No, it did not. Um, but beyond that, Harmon, once again, we do have a laugh track. Yeah. So you get So imagine what might have been the original lines in the script that got changed to, I hope this guy shapes up. I hate to think of Bluto's little brother is a wimp. And then <laughs> laugh track laughs. And then another one line. And do you think this was the original that they said? <laughs> Um, it was a letter from um, Bluto, it's, and it says, "If you see Dean Wormer, tell him to eat my socks." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my. Delta House suffered in comparison to the original Animal House, and it also aired during the so-called Friendly Family Hour, 8 p.m. on Saturday nights, which led everything to be watered down. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they named it Delta House because it was on the family-friendly hour of television, was they thought if they named it Animal House, it would just evoke kind of the raunchy escapades of, well, Animal House. Yeah. Uh-oh. Whoops. But not only that, Scott, know, know what it had working against it? Um, also on NBC and CBS, because of the hit of uh, Sensation of Animal House, they kind of cranked out their own sitcoms based on crazy fraternity antics. NBC had brothers and sisters and CBS had co-ed fever. I'm watching, I'm watching the opening to co-ed fever right now. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's a, Oh, Heather Thomas is in it. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think one of them had Jack Lemon's son as the star. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So needless to say, they were all canceled. Uh, Delta House was canceled after 13 episodes. Initially, it did well in the ratings. However, executive producer Marty Simmons and Ivan Reichman, do you know what is, once again, we've covered these guys. What is their history with National Lampoon? 
um, they put on the show. They help finance the theater show. Yeah. Yep. So their constant fighting kind of led to the downfall of Delta House, which was once again canceled after 13 episodes. But they still managed to last longer than the Chevy Chase show, like month wise. So it actually ran for four months, whereas Chevy Chase ran for, <laughs> what was it, th- three weeks? Uh, five weeks. Five weeks, okay. Uh, here's something interesting, though. The theme song was written by Jim Steinman, who, and the lyrics, oh, and the lyrics were written by National Lampoon's editors, Tony Hendra, what has two thumbs and it has been on his podcast. That guy. Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sean Kelly. But Steinman would later rework the melody for Delta House into the song Dead Ringers for Love, <laughs> which was made famous by who, Scott? Uh, it's meatloaf and share that power combination of <laughs> meatloaf not only you get meatloaf, but if, if you act now, we'll throw in share and another meatloaf sort of uh, tie in the animal house. Uh, he was originally one of the alternative choices for the role of Bluto <laughs> in Animal House. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, you're, you're, we're not even done with the song yet because. A portion of the lyrics from the theme song were later spun into Tonight is What It Means to Be Young from the movie Streets of Fire. Whoa. Yeah. So, so <laughs> That's a lot of recycling most, going on. Yeah, so I think the, what, what really lives on about Delta House is the song. You think so? Because I didn't even know about it. So, so Scott, what, what, what is your takeaway of, you know, cranking out a... A hit movie that's beloved by all, but seemingly within months cashing in and trying to make a family-friendly sitcom out of it. Don't do it and don't put a laugh track on it. Yeah, I think we learned that lesson <laughs> with the Blazing Saddles yeah, exactly. sitcom. They do this with British comedies. They, they bring them over to America and they try to make an American version of it. Like we did an episode on when they try to make an American version of Peep Show. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that made that movie or British raunchy TV show special and unique, it always gets watered down and it always seems to fail miserably. Yeah, nope. But, you know, they've got the rights to it, so they, they're going to give it a shot. They probably still use the same sets. They had everything so there. Like, let's do it. Same actors. Yeah, it just seemed like, uh, you know, just pure cashing in. For Delta House, this thing, it doesn't stand the test of time. But if you want to see back episodes of Delta House, you can check out pretty much all 13 episodes on YouTube. Yeah, they're there. Watch. Hold on. You can also watch Co-Ed Fever. Really? How many, yeah. Do you know how many episodes that was? I don't know. I'm just looking at the... David Keith was in that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. From an officer and a gentleman. That's right, man. He killed himself. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. An officer and gentleman, not in real life. I think he's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. still with us, isn't, isn't he? So I think that does it for our history of Delta House, the Animal House sitcom. And with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, do you have anything to 
Plug away. Sure, yeah, Harmon. Um, well, I've got another podcast and a YouTube channel called This is a President. Occasionally, Harmon's on there with me, where we kind of dissect uh, funny things that all the presidents throughout American history have had to say. Um, lately, we've put up a lot of stuff with Nixon because you can't go wrong with that guy. So be sure to come in, t- tune into This is a President on YouTube and however you find your favorite podcast. That's This is the President. Here, here, here. And for me, this Saturday, this Saturday, September 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be running my show, Jokey Stand-up comedy karaoke in a three-round game show. Sadly, we'll be missing Scott because it's past his bedtime, but you can check it out on twitch.tv slash comedy history. 101, who will be the Jokioki champion? And with that, thank you for tuning in. Take some time to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History 101, wherever you get your podcasts, or on our site, comedyhistory101.com. And thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye-bye. Bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.